Hey there. How you doing? Good. Good. I'm glad you're doing well. I'm happy you're here kicking back with us as we try to make sense of the struggles of small town living. Of course, that's hyperbole. We know we are fortunate and there really isn't a struggle per se, but more like incessant little annoyances that are completely avoidable. Like if we let them mount, then complacency and acceptance will set in, thus lowering the bar on our expectations. And that's basically it. That's what this show is predicated upon. So let's examine a huge focus area, one in which we can all relate. Customer service. I feel like it's a dying concept, and Liz and I want to revive it. The world would be a better place if people actually cared about the responsibilities when others are depending on them. So let's review the ways we can make things better. Are you ready to do this? We're hanging. This episode is brought to you by Smear Campaign, a live music entertainment exhibition based on the magic and memories of generations of the greatest songs ever written. And by Royal Pizza, the fastest pizza at the lowest prices in town. Buy two large or four small pizzas and get a free Greek salad anytime. Small Town Scuttlebots. Hey, Scuttlebuds. How you doing? It's Rick Fink Jr. here. Actually, I haven't decided if I'm going by Rick Fink, Rick Fink Jr., just Rick. <laughs> the lady giggling across the table from me is Liz. Tell it like it is daily. I like Rick Fink Jr. because your initials are like RFJ. R- and that's cool. RJFJR. We've talked oh, about Oh, that's the, right. The, the palindrome. palindrome right? <laughs> also, Rick Fink technically is my dad. And my mm. dad doesn't have a podcast. He's not half as funny as I right. am. So let's give credit where credit's due. Maybe <laughs> I do stay with the Rick Fink Jr. Well, Scuttlebuds, I'm glad you're here. We were uh, at the Zulu Gallery like a week ago. Now we're back in the northeast corner of my basement in the Scuttlebutt studio. And it uh, feels good to be home, off the road. We mm-hmm. were out in places like Sugar Tit, South Carolina, <laughs> Titty Bong, Australia. Yep. What were some of your favorite places? Wank, Delaware. Mm, yeah. Wank, Delaware. You brought an alarming amount of lotion with you to Wank, Delaware. Yeah, you never came out of your hotel room when we were in Dildo, California. <laughs> How about those weird credit card chargers from Hooker, Oklahoma? <laughs> That's internal. It's between my wife and myself. <laughs> There's a callback to the uh, right. part of the show that didn't make <laughs> Didn't get recorded. <laughs> anyway, that was fun. Oh, good times. Yeah, good times. Um, so in the last week, how, how are things how are things been? Are you, you doing all right? I'm hang, you know, hanging in there. I have to say, it's been a crazy couple weeks, mm-hmm. but the highlights of which have been, I've had several multicultural experiences over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you, you must have left Medfield. I did. Okay, of course. So after like not doing anything for two years because of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. So... I have been to Hamilton, which was fabulous. And Ooh. if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriends and I went to a medium. Saw a medium. and Like someone who can talk to spirits? To spirits. Oh, wow. Yes, that was amazing. Yeah. And very, like, gut-wrenching some of the stories that people told. And I was, like, a blubbering mess. And it was, But it was really, really profound. Okay. Then we had our live event. Yep. Then I went to Big J Okerson, the right. tickets that you bought me for Christmas. Right. How was it? 
It was amazing. Yeah. And I knew the opener, the feature, and um, the host as well. I love that you know the names, the feature. Yes. That means that you are a student of comedy. I am. I think you I should am. try stand-up. I know that you're doing a million things and maybe... The podcast we'll is about as far, but yeah. you've got great stage presence. Thank you. And you have a command of an audience, and you are, uh, when I was trying to find the plug, <laughs> you just took over, and I felt I felt two things, two things I was thinking. One, you look like an idiot crawling under the table right now. <laughs> this is not professional. This is not what we talked about in rehearsal. And two, Liz has it. Liz has got this. Then I started thinking the third thing. Liz is showing me up. Right. You better get off right underneath this table. <laughs> Plug this goddamn thing in and get to work. <laughs> uh, yeah, the show, mm-hmm. Big Jokers, was awesome. And mm-hmm. the best part was I brought a friend, my friend Jamie, with me, who never heard of him, didn't know anything about him. And I just said to her on the way there, I was like, he's really, really dirty. She's okay. like, okay, that's yeah. fine. And I was like, we're going to stand out like a sore thumb. His target audience is not middle-aged moms from the suburbs. Like, these are tatted up, you know, like pot-smoking, 30-year-old. Some of them might have been at the January 6th insurrection. I don't know. <laughs> so she's like, all right, cool. And she loved it. Loved it. Was your prediction on the audience accurate or Dead. surprised? Ooh, on <laughs> yeah so you do you two were definitely oh yeah stuck out yeah which it was there, fine there mm-hmm. was still women there rough around oh the yeah yeah, yeah. Stuff, yes maybe. yes yes maybe yeah. not as refined as yourself no i don't think anyone was wearing a turtleneck and camel colored leggings <laughs> <laughs> well that's good i'm glad you yes. had a good time yeah it was great thank yeah. you yeah no <laughs> problem you you deserve it you bring a lot to the show um all right, so today we are going to talk about something that's been perplexing me. Mm. I want to say annoying me, but uh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna make this a rant bitch session because uh, people get enough of that in the real world. However, I think I do need to call to attention some societal focus correction areas. Mm. Well, that's right? what we do here, right? And we judge. trying to make the world a better place. Yes, and we do that by judging one person at a yes. time. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no more fun place to judge people than places like the RMV or Ugh. the DMV, right? Those mm-hmm. people. Yeah. I don't want to be condescending about someone who's making an honest living. Right. They're paying taxes. They're yeah. not collecting, you know, yeah. subsidies from the government. They're yeah. out there making they're a out, living wage. They're out working, you know? yeah. I just wish some people that are in the customer service space mm-hmm. gave a shit about the customer service part of their job, which is 100% of it. You ever go out and just talk to somebody who's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and I never would know what to do. I'm kind of a type A right. personality, and uh, I really do not like getting a dismissive response. I don't like getting, like, the, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay? For example, that projector that we borrowed from yes. the library. Shame on me for not troubleshooting the projector until the day of our show. But when it fritzed out and died and I had to go get cables and stuff... I returned it, and I told them, I told the librarian, this is missing a USB cable, a remote control, and the instruction booklet. It is rendered useless. Might as well be a paperweight. Yeah. I would take it out of circulation until you fix Mm -hmm. those problems. She didn't look me in the eyes. She just took it out of my hands and went, "Mm -hmm." mm-hmm. She didn't even say, I'm sorry for your inconvenience? Nothing. Nothing. That's obnoxious. Yeah. So... You know, what does Rick do? Rick does what Rick does. He says, you know what? Basically, you just loaned me a big bag of disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) 
this lady, this, this innocent lady next to me just looked at me like, oh my God. what's your problem? And I'm like, my problem's the bag with half the stuff right. missing. Because if she had responded to you like, oh my gosh, I'm really sorry. We should have checked this before yeah. we gave it to you. I apologize for the inconvenience. You would have been like, I appreciate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought that that was a... A terrible example of customer service, yeah. right? Just an opportunity, just a little empathy, just mm-hmm. pretend to give a shit. And that's really what people want in a customer service situation. You mm-hmm. want to be heard, you want to be understood, then you want your problem resolved, and you yeah. want to feel like, you know, all right, I didn't get totally screwed here. Yeah. And the way I look at it is the ship had already sailed. Right. My issue has already come and gone. Mm-hmm. My problem is in the rear view mirror. What I am doing is giving you some intel mm-hmm. to prevent it from happening again to somebody else. Not even a thank you, you know, yeah. just a, mm-hmm. Oof. So I was thinking, as I often do, about, you know, being a good person and whatnot. I have three recent customer service interaction experiences. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you the setup. Okay. You tell me how you would respond to it. Okay. And then I'm going to tell you what I did. Oh, geez. <laughs> Let's see if they ever align. <laughs> well, let me preface this with. Okay. I hate conflict. Mm-hmm. I am a total people pleaser, and I want everyone to like me, despite some of the things I may, I may say on this podcast. Well, I do want people to like me. That's the thing about you. You are a very unique person, <laughs> and that's what makes you so affable, because you look all prim and proper, mm-hmm. and, you know, I was going to say dressed to the nines, but you take good Buttoned care of up. yourself. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yep. You, And then you go to things like Big J. Oakerson. <laughs> I'm an enigma. (laughs) Yeah. You want everyone to like you, but you have no problem speaking your mind, which is very dangerous. It makes you vulnerable. Um, So I I really, that's a unique, I guess what you have, you bring a unique package, which is different than most people. And that's what makes you interesting. So lean into it, Liz. (laughs) I was at the Home Depot the other day. Okay. I needed a new drill. Soon realized that they don't make those 18 volt batteries anymore. Oh. So I said, okay, I guess I'm going to upgrade. I went in thinking I'm going to spend 50 bucks. I walked out of there $270 oh, lighter in the wallet. Mm-hmm. So I bought this combo pack with a drill and an impact driver. Do you know anything about drills and impact drivers? I do not. Okay. I had questions myself. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk to them about it. Now, here is an impact driver. Just take a hold of that. I'm, All I'm right. Handing so you let's the, see. Okay. And this. So this is not a drill. No. Okay. This. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a drill. <laughs> this is a drill. Now see, see that. Now okay. you can hold them both. Mm-hmm. Pretty similar, right? One has a bit yes. in it. The other one doesn't. But um, okay. almost too 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 close to call, right? If I yeah, you if, couldn't tell which one was which, no. right? If you told me this was a drill, I would believe you. Yeah. Well, I had some questions about mm-hmm. impact driver. Because this was a combo set, and I thought, oh, boy, should I go with the combo set mm-hmm. for another $30? Right. Like, it's almost like they're giving it to me. Do I need it? Mm-hmm. So I had some questions about it. I asked one person. They said, hold on, let me go get somebody. Oh, Five minutes later, gone. Psh, probably ran away once they turned <laughs> the corner. They're like, oh, no, <laughs> a question. You can't ask people at Home Depot a question beyond Hi, can you tell me where the right. blank is? And was this just a random guy you found in, in an aisle that you asked? Or was there like a, did you have to go to a certain... No, he's custom- a, ran, a random guy in the vicinity with an orange apron on. Right, indicating he should be an expert on the Home Depot. Yeah, but maybe, maybe he wasn't in the tool department, right. right, per se. So he doesn't get somebody. So I find someone else mm-hmm. up by the front, by the uh, mm. contractor section. And I'm like, hey, man, can you help me out here? I'm looking mm-hmm. for... 
for just a little comparative analysis, basically, with the impact driver versus the impact driver and the drill. Like, do, how much do I? Yep. And I'm trying to, like, just have a conversation, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what the difference is between the two. I'm just trying to get it. I would love someone to tell me, well, what I use the impact driver for is, right. you know, it comes in handy. I would say it's worth the buy. Or, you know what? Unless you're doing this, that, the other thing, I, I would just go with the drill like you came here for it. That's, mm-hmm. I wanted that peace of yep. mind conversation. So that guy says he'll get somebody. Oh, my God. Five more minutes, nobody shows up. We do, for the sake of time, you know, mm-hmm. right? I want to keep this to about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go through five people. No, you don't. Yes, five. Five. The fifth person was the lady up front who's uh, watching over the self-checkout kiosks. Mm-hmm. I said, I, I just like the manager. It's like, she'll meet you. He'll meet you over at, at the tools. I said, I'll, I'll just meet him right here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not moving. Right here. So she calls for them. Five minutes later, the manager does not show up. Oh, my God. So I talked to between five people. Some showed up. Some people I got to talk to briefly. No mm-hmm. one knew anything about the impact drivers. Now, I'm going to tell you something about a drill has like a rotational motor on it. Mm-hmm. it probably do about 1,500 RPMs. And it's used to drill <laughs> and screw and unscrew things, right? The impact driver is a little different. It has like a hammer in an anvil kind of mechanism okay. where it's all about torque, right? So if you have like a rusty nut or something, mm-hmm. a bolt, you need to get that off, you're going to go with the impact driver. Uh, you're not going to really drill with an impact right, driver. Right, right. Okay. And I just want to give you a high five <laughs> because you now know more about yes. impact drivers and <laughs> drills than everybody at Home at- Depot. <laughs> so did you get to talk to the manager? No, no. <gasps> I said enough's enough. I made the call. An extra tool in the yeah. house is fine. It's an extra yeah. 30 bucks. I've wasted $30 of my time. Yes. Yeah. You know, so it's a, it's a wash. Just go. Just All take right. it and go. So that's what I did. Here's where you made a mistake. Okay. You went me. into Home Depot thinking the people that work there are experts in the field. Mm-hmm. And I would, well, I would never walk into Home Depot. If I were <laughs> to walk into Home Depot, I would just expect the people working there are like retirees looking for some extra income or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if I faced that question, do I buy one or do I buy both? What's the advantage? I would Google that shit while I'm standing in the aisle, read a couple of reviews and articles, make my decision and call it a day. Yeah, well, that's... I don't trust humanity. <laughs> but then I'm, I guess, letting people off the hook that work there. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like, uh, why isn't there like a management, I mean, like a initiative to train your employees? No, you're all, all you're you, right. All you need to do is get a two by 10 on a sawhorse, put a various amount of like hex nuts and screws and, and give people bits and whatnot mm-hmm. and say, here, everyone, let's try to screw the screw into the board. Cool. Yeah. Now do it with the impact driver. A little bit different, right? Not as, when, mm-hmm. which one would you use? The drill? Good answer. Okay. Now let's try to take this nut out. Try it with the drill. Oh, it's the motor stopped. Oh, it's not the power wasn't there, right? Try, mm-hmm. try it with this thing. Oh, wow, it came right out. Which one right. do you do you get it, guys? Cool. Okay. So when someone comes over, what are you gonna tell them? Right. I mean, you know, I'm it's guessing just training. training. Yes, that Home Depot is just one of the many victims of the labor shortage in our current economy and is just desperate to find any help and then they probably don't have enough people working there. They probably don't have enough people to train them. So, again, I go into situations like that not expecting much out of anyone, yeah. <laughs> which isn't, you know, that's not fair, right? They should mm-hmm. be able to answer your question. They should be they should have someone on premises to, you know, give you their expert opinion. Um, but that's not the world we live in. That's, that would be a lovely world. But Yeah, I guess I was just uh, 
it was unfortunate that one guy said, yeah, sure, let me go get someone. And then never came back. I just love that you were ghosted by multiple Home yes. Depot employees. <laughs> like they were, I, they were probably on the radio like, there's a dude with a Celtics hat in the aisle 13. Steer clear. Avoid at all costs. Complicated questions. Complicated questions. I Over. mean, one of them could have walked away, Googled it, and came back and presented it with their expert opinion. Yeah. It's just, I just wish people cared about their jobs. I know. Here's another one. Mm-hmm. You, you, a while back, had uh, come to the defense of people who work in doctor's offices. You yes. said that you came across a sign that said something about uh, um, inappropriate behavior, rude behavior will not be tolerated. Right. And, and so they were on. getting like verbally abused because there weren't enough appointments available or something like that. The front desk staff. Well, that's their side of the story. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I have a theory mm-hmm. um, because right now I'm, I'm on the verge of, I, I was looking for a new um, primary care mm-hmm. physician. I was all set after waiting 25 minutes on a zoom call, a telehealth call. No. You got me waiting 25 minutes. I just hung out. They called me back. Hi, Mr. Fink, you're not on the call. I'm like, I was for 25 minutes. Where's, where's That's unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't like it when they say, oh, please arrive 15 minutes early. Yes. Why? Your Why? doctor is always going to be 15 minutes late. Mm-hmm. It seems like an industry thing. Like Agreed. The, the doctor is so important. The mm-hmm. doctor will see you when the doctor can. You know, no. how come everyone else is held to like a schedule except right. for the doctors? So. I finally had it with my particular doctor, and I started asking my friends, who's your doctor? Who do you recommend? I have a friend who's a doctor. Where do you go? Mm-hmm. Right? And then I just found out that this doctor that I have is retiring. So now oh, I'm like, you know what I do? for a time, yeah. Well, I do like the doctor's office's location, so I think I'm going to stay. However, I don't like the protocol that they have where they send you a link before your doctor's appointment and say, avoid time, you know, at the reception counter and fill this form out now online. I'm like, all right, you got it. Mm-hmm. boo Right. That's the sound I make. When yeah. I type. <laughs> Wait, do you actually fill out this form or do you make Leslie do it? Like she does all the this, other forms. This, this was not a school form. <laughs> so I, I did it myself. Nice. Yeah. And then I go there and then mm-hmm. the lady behind the counter, you know, the same lady that doesn't want any problems with people. Right. She hands me, an iPad and says, oh, you just need to fill out some of these questions. And I said, oh, I already did that online. She's like, oh, no, these are different questions. What? Why wouldn't they give you all the questions up front? Ma'am, ma'am, I'm going to need you to maintain your (laughs) attitude right there. (laughs) Miss Daly, okay. This seems incredibly inefficient. (laughs) Miss Daly, please (laughs) read the sign. We will ask you to leave. (laughs) So I had the same reaction. But I'm like, okay, okay, a whole new set of questions. I wish you, I said, would have been convenient if you put these questions into that former yeah. form that I did seems to be negating the whole purpose. So I sit down and I go, <clears throat> already answered that one, already <gasps> answered that one, already answered that one, already answered that one, and that one, and that one. And I went back up. Now I'm pissed. Yeah, I don't blame you. And I give it to him. I'm like, yeah, I answered all these questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of redundancies here. I thought we were saving time. It's 10 minutes past my doctor's appointment now so is the doctor ready do i just go through this door again kind of that alpha right or type a kind of do i just go through here like i'm selling myself i'm just going to show myself to the doctor's room they're like you can't do that right just have a seat i'm like hmm so uh what would you do in this case i as far as those questions go nothing irks me more 
than inefficiency and having to do things twice. So I would have brought the iPad or whatever it was back up and been like, these were actually the questions I are, I already answered. Um, I think the, I don't, I'm trying to recall a time I complained about how long I've had to wait to see a doctor. I've been actually pretty lucky. Mm-hmm. Although there was one time with Will, we were waited 25 minutes and I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and I knocked on the door okay. <laughs> and I had had, I had to hire a sitter for Avery and Brady. So not only is this wasting my time, it's wasting my money. Right. And I said that and I, and the doctor knew like in order to make this appointment work, I had to hire a sitter. So I was like, we've been waiting almost a half an hour and I've got a babysitter at home and, and I'm running out of time here. Yeah. So, and it's right. like, Oh yeah, come on in. Like, you know, just not really an acknowledgement mm-hmm. that, you know, you're wasting my, t- my time is valuable as well. Right. What I would have said is, Hey, are we just going to take the uh, difference from the right. babysitter fee out of my copay? Right. Because I'm losing money here. And exactly. It's your, it's your fault. Yeah. I, I held, mm-hmm. there's no accountability, accountability on their end. Agreed. Well, what I did, that's my little <laughs> passive aggressive thing. The last thing was how satisfied were you with this? Right. And there was a comment section where you could type in something. So I wrote in the comment section, redundancy in the forms and attitudinal issues with the front desk. And mm-hmm. I didn't hit submit. I just handed it back oh. to her. <laughs> That's super passive aggressive. <laughs> so she got to look at it and, you know, she had to hit submit. Or oh. if she if she deleted it, I don't right. care. They're not right. going to do anything anyway. Mm-hmm. They're not going to sit down at their Monday morning quarterback meeting. Right. Go, okay, right. we got a we got a little mm-hmm. uh, pointer here from a <laughs> Mr. Fink who says we have some attitudinal issues. We'd like to address that, Ashley. No, they don't give a shit. I do love a good customer service survey, though. I've I've had some really good luck with customer service over the years and recently, and so I will always take the survey at the end of a customer service experience because you I will. feel yes, wow, because I feel like most people's inclination is to complain, right? Mm-hmm. You know, or or give a bad review if you're asked for a review. But I feel like. In a lot of situations, these people are on the front lines, right, of yeah. like verbal assaults. And they know every time they pick up a phone, it's not someone calling them to say, have a great day. It's someone calling because they have an issue. Sure. Right? Sure. So I feel like if I get really good service, I want that person to get credit for it because, you know, there's probably bonuses tied to things like that or advancement, or whatever it is. But yeah. I feel like if I am satisfied with that experience, I'm happy to, you know, take the survey and say that. It exceeded my expectations. <laughs> That's amazing. I uh, can't really be bothered unless it's like a quick one or two. Mm-hmm. My former gym sent out a survey. How likely? One question. How likely are you to recommend this gym? What did you say? It's a personal training gym. The average age is uh, 60 and they're women, right? I hang out with 45 average, you know, mid 40s guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm indifferent, right? I gave it a five. Mm-hmm. Five to me is like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like if someone said, hey, I'm looking for some personal training. I really want to know what I'm doing. I say, absolutely. If they're like, hey, it's, I guess it's situational, right? Like if right. I, I want to, if you want to tear it up in the gym, no. If you just want like to go in 45 minutes, have someone with you in a room, just bang it out, then yes, right? Yep. I was asked, why did I give such a low right. score? <laughs> and I'm like, it's not a bad score. It's like, I never got lower than an eight. I'm like, well. They're lying. You know, know, I don't know. I didn't know. So then I said to myself, okay, screw it. I'm never answering these things again. I gave you my, did you ask? 
did I answer? I asked and answered, right? right. <laughs> like, We're done here. Take that data and run with it. <laughs> the only other time I ever did it was with um, the hospital that performed my vasectomy. Oh. Because I had some problems with that guy. Oh, no. He the was, guy or the procedure? <laughs> the, the guy giving the procedure. Oh, yeah. He opened up in the... In the um, you know, the uh, the consultation, right? He's mm-hmm. talking about, he's like, uh, we're talking about, do you want to go have anesthesia or just topical? You know, you mm-hmm. want to go under or you just want topical? Yeah. He said, I want to go under. He said, okay, mm-hmm. well, you're going to have to make car arrangements and yeah. things like that. And I said, oh, I don't want to put my wife out. I'll just give me the shot or whatever. He said, okay, but I've done 3,000 of these things. I don't want any problems. I said, what do you mean by problems? <laughs> I don't want any squirming. I don't want any uncomfortability. I'm like, whoa, wait. Oh, hey, Mr. Bedside Manor. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about my balls. Right. Right? Like, I have questions. I have concerns. Mm-hmm. I've already canceled this thing once, which, by the way, I was told by the ladies at the front, the vasectomy is the most rescheduled surgery <laughs> in the United States. <laughs> I bet. Now, did you reschedule because you're like, oh, I don't know? Yeah, or I was put, it? I put it off. I put okay, it off. Yeah, you did. I knew it was, mm-hmm. it was um, destined to happen. I just yeah. was like, not today. You know, or not tomorrow or whatever. <laughs> I don't feel like it. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me. I'm squirming right. in my chair. Like, ah. I got some errands to run tomorrow. Yeah. Well, while I was under with the topical stuff so yep. I could drive home, I started feeling, you know, chalk this up as TMI, but if any guy out there has, has had this procedure, it's not pain. Mm-hmm. It's just awkward sensations and discomfort of like your insides of your body down there okay. being pulled on. Yep, like there's yep, yep. pressure and yeah. there's pulling yep. and it's like, it's a very sensitive area. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Why is that? And then also you smell burned skin because the car oh. things, right? So that stinks. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, it sounds very unpleasant. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And so the guy said to me, he said, Hey, I said, I didn't want any problems. And I'm like, oh, wait till I get the questionnaire, buddy. Oh, my wait till God. I, I said, just give me some more anesthesia. Right. I mean, your balls are literally in his hands and he's giving you a hard time. Yeah. It's like, listen, dude, yeah. do, your, do your fucking job. You're the doctor here. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I am uh, probably going to wait till the doctor retires. And then when all of the patients get transferred to this new doctor, I'll, right. give, I'll give this. <laughs> I'm going to go on one strike policy. <laughs> you have five minutes with the time I enter to... Give me my physical. Okay. Last one. We had, we're redoing the house on the Cape Cod. Mm, yes. Right? For, it's a rental property. We're rebuilding it. And halfway through it, I just said, enough is enough. And I fired the contractor. Right. And I fired the everybody. And I got my own team together. And I became the contractor. Well, they didn't like that too much. <laughs> so the day that they came back to get their tools and clear out and get their supplies and stuff... The interior was already painted. They took all of the baseboards, they pried them off the walls, what? reversed them, and nailed them back into the walls. So when we would go oh back, my God. we see primer side with like, you know, like when you buy stock, you know, yeah. trim and stuff, there's like writing and stuff on it, all of it, the whole house. And I was thinking to myself, that's trespassing. Yes. That's vandalism. That's something. This is a criminal offense. Right? Wow. Like, this is that's kind of, ballsy. Holy like shit. Like, they were in my house mm-hmm. authorized to just get their stuff out. Right. They were in my house working back they some of the stuff that I paid for. Property. Yeah. I paid for the painting. I paid for the. Now, the new painter. Ugh. Wow. What would you do? Oh, my God. I'm trying to think would I call the contractor first or would I call. I don't know. I don't know. Did you call the police? Damn. 
I would be so, I, first of all, I'd make Dan deal with it. That's mm-hmm. what I would yeah, do. Sure. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Okay. <laughs> I, but I would be fucking incensed though. Mm-hmm. And I would have him deal with it probably because I would just scream and swear at them. Yeah. Of, like that's such a violation. What did you do? I don't know. Violation is a perfect word. Yeah, for that like that to me property. has that is such an egregious betrayal and violation and just like it's a criminal criminally trespassing. Sure, that's yeah, wild. That's, yeah. What did I'll, you do? What did I do? Well, after I went through the whole yes thing that you just did, mm-hmm. which is almost to a T. <laughs> I started laughing and go, that was the most fucking creative thing I've ever seen. That was good. That was good. Okay. I mean, because, you know, what led up to me firing them was bickering and arguing. And why is this not happening? Mm -hmm. Where was that? You said this was going to happen yesterday. What do you mean next Thursday? Blah, blah, blah. Right? Yep. We're getting on each other's nerves. And I just said, look, you go your way. I'll go my Mm -hmm. way. We'll just stop the payments and... Yep. And you're you're off the hook. Like just rip up the contract. You, nothing else is expected of you. Mm-hmm. And that's what we landed on. And I would suspect that the foreman did it, not the contract. Right. The contract right. was a professional guy, but the foreman was being a And jerk. he wants referrals yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. So so what did what did you how did you resolve mm-hmm. it? Well, I called the the painters up and uh, the painters are great, right? They come over and we were just laughing our heads <laughs> off. <laughs> I'm glad you found the humor in this. <laughs> it costs a little bit of money, but yep. they had to touch up stuff anyway on, mm-hmm. on, on round two. And I just thought, you know what? I My relief that they are gone yeah. overrode my anger that they hoodwinked me. They they got the last laugh. Right. But that's okay. You know, you're gone. Mm-hmm. And we're moving on. So amazingly, in this case, I did nothing. I think that's the right call. Because, yeah. you know, as I'm sitting there getting angry on your behalf. Mm-hmm. They were looking for a reaction from you. I bet they were waiting, just waiting to hear like, you know, the foreman got pictures that you texted him or whatever with an expletive laden, you know, message, da 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 and then they would have laughed and whatever. <laughs> I bet they were like, shit, didn't even phase that guy. Yeah. What a douche. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe I got so, the yeah, last laugh. So yeah, I think you got the last laugh on that one. Yeah. yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's not well cool. done. Yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> well, I wanted to end it on the good one, on right. the good note, where I was like, even surprising myself, like, mm-hmm. wow, like I was impressed. I yeah. was kind of impressed. I'm like, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I think that shows some growth, Rick. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> when it comes to customer service, Park Street Books could put on a clinic. Wait a second. I take that back. They should put on a clinic. There's bookstores, and then there's Park Street Books. You want to talk about passion? Owner Jim James was born for this. He's passionate about getting kids to read. He knows what he's doing. And the world is a better place for having him around. That is a fact, not an opinion. But don't take my word for it. Find out for yourself. Make the trip to Park Street Books with your family or visit them online at parkstreetbooks.com and be blown away with top-shelf customer service. In keeping with the customer service theme today, I can also attest that APC Pest and Termite Control is an alpha in their field. They pick up the phone, they answer their emails, they show up when they're scheduled, and that's what you call a customer service hat trick. If only every other business could score like that. Mice are small and destructive. Protect your home now with a comprehensive service plan to meet your year-round pest control needs. Their fully insured and licensed technicians are ready to keep your home safe from other pests, including insects, yellow jackets, hornets, and wasps. 
I kind of took the lead on pulling some things together because the customer service stuff really is what grinds my gears yep. these days. And I, I just wish people just cared about what they're doing. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's someone relying on you out there in the real world. Some people don't get what they want. We call them a Karen, right? Yep. And they're going crazy. And yep. Sometimes you got to look at it situationally and go, did, did Karen have a point? You know, mm-hmm. but most often it's coming in with so much vim and vigor. Right. That it kind of, their message is lost. Yes, right? not what you say, it's how you say it, Karen. Right. And that's where the overreaction exactly. comes in. Liz, I was uh, doing some research mm-hmm. and I came up with this article by Consumer Reports. Ooh. Do you follow Consumer Reports? So my dad is a subscriber to Consumer Reports. So whenever Dan and I have to buy a new appliance or anything like that, Mm -hmm. I just text my dad and say, can you look into washing machines, dryers, whatever it is, can you, and just report back to me. He's retired, so he's Mm -hmm. psyched. Mm -hmm. Um, He's very thorough, too. It's a lot. Like, sometimes I want to be just, can you just bottom line me and give me, like, your top two and, like, three reasons why? But I get, like, paragraphs of information from him. (laughs) Ooh. Well, we got to put him in touch with my mother-in-law. Oh! (laughs) She is a subscriber. Yep. And she does the thorough research. And I always joke, you are researching with one source. (laughs) You didn't corroborate anything. You just went with consumer reports. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, she's just like that. That's awesome. And the the thing is, it doesn't matter what you say or what your experience is, Mm -hmm. right? Corroborating things. Yeah. What's what's your opinion? What's your take? Hey, what did did this... uh, consumer advocacy group say about this product or this service. It doesn't matter. All right. This is the Bible <laughs> of consumerism. Right. I remember she was once uh, raving about bear paint. Oh. And I'm like, bear paint sucks. <laughs> it's like, no, it doesn't. Uh, consumer reports. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, is it Bert? Is it Ben Moore? I know. I is thought everybody Sher- used Ben Moore. <laughs> is it Sherwin Williams? <laughs> then it sucks. Like, it's just not good. I used bear once in the apartment my wife and I lived in before we moved here. And, um, we're painting it before we're moving, mm-hmm. and like two days later, a huge bubble is just sticking <gasps> out. No way! Bare paint right there. <clears throat> anyway, I found some interesting information about customer service. This oh. article is like got bad customer service: how to complain well and get results. There's apparently Liz a right way and a wrong way to do. Yes, things. again, it's not what you say; it's how you say it. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm gonna um, put my former history teacher hat on and give you. <laughs> Give you some ancient world history. All right. It's fun. One of the earliest recorded complaints in 1750 BC by a Babylonian demanding a refund from a merchant who sent him copper ingots (laughs) of inferior quality. No way. They have like a record of this. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It says, what do you take me for that you treat somebody like me with such contempt? The unhappy customer asked in an Entreaty that was engraved into a clay tablet. Wow. Isn't that amazing? That's awesome. So just as humans, we are just have constantly been wired to complain. <laughs> that's not what I paid for. Yeah, right. That's not that's not what I asked for. That's awesome. Right? Let's get it right. So I thought that so I just want to preface with that. Mm-hmm. Like we are this is not something new. It's no. been going back since centuries. Centuries. Like seventeen fifty BC, that's like dinosaur times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh This is interesting. I'll just throw some data out at you. Cool. More than half of Americans report that they've had a problem with a product or service in the past year. Would you fall into that category? Yes. Okay. Yep. Of those, more than half said they were extremely or very upset by the experience. 
and a third reported feeling anxious, betrayed, or sad about it. Wow. I mean, that's heavy. I, I don't know what. There has to be. That has to be a pretty big deal. Not like I got the wrong pair of shoes in the mail from my online order or something. I don't know how I'd be now, sad. What if, what if the wedding is on Tuesday? Okay, then I'm Or, pissed. I mean, next yeah. week it's Tuesday. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sad, though. Sad, sad's sad a little, is a little, that's a little much. A little entitled. Mm-hmm. Only 18% of people who've complained about problems were completely satisfied with the actions the company took to resolve them. Interesting. So, uh, and statistically speaking, if you have a, a bad experience with a company, but they resolve it well, mm-hmm. more, more often than not, you'll continue to do business with that company because you're satisfied with how they resolved it. However... If you aren't satisfied with the way they've resolved it, it's like 85% of people will no longer do business with that company. So, and it it costs, you know, here's my business hat. It costs a lot more money to earn a customer than it does to keep a customer. So, Well, I like, I like your, your perspective because you're not only a consumer, mm-hmm. but you work in marketing. Right. And, and we're, we're constantly surveying our... I'll call them customers. They aren't customers, but we're constantly surveying the people that we serve to make mm-hmm. sure that the service that we deliver to them is exceeding their expectations and what else are they looking for and, and all of that because that's how we get better. Okay, good. And you try to get better? Like you yes. care? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, we Isn't have, a, nice? we have yeah. a product optimization team. We have a customer experience team. We have people focused on making sure that we are constantly innovating. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So some of this information you might already know or um, uh, have an opinion on, okay? Contact methods. For people over 55, social media, 0.8. (laughs) (laughs) Not surprising. Those are the people that like to call and bitch. (laughs) Mobile application, 0.8. Instant messaging, (laughs) 0.5. Email, 6.6. Virtual assistant, 1.4. 1.4. Telephone, 90%. Yep. <laughs> and you know something? I'm not 55, but I am that guy. I'm like, I'm, Are picking, you? Up, I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling. And uh, now, well, I was before I did my research. Yeah. Now I'm realizing <laughs> that I'm old man Fink. <laughs> if you're under 25, social media accounts for 32.3%. Yeah, that does not surprise me. And uh, by comparison, 10% used the telephone. Mm-hmm. This is initial reach outreach. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I use um, if if there's a chat function mm-hmm. on the a company's website, that's my first it approach. Is. That's because if I can yeah. get that resolved over chat and not have to deal with hold times and a person on the phone and all that, then I'll do that. When you're saying chat, are you referring to like a virtual assistant? Like, is there yeah. a person responding so or a robot? It usually starts off with a robot, mm-hmm. but the last time I did it, I got a question. I can't remember what. I think it was a retail website, whatever. Anyway, they said, did this answer your question? And I just said, no. And then they said, do you want to be connected to someone? I said, yes. And then 10 seconds later, I had a real human being. So, because usually the AI stuff, it doesn't, it almost never works. You have to get a real person on there. So, Um, but yeah, I'd much rather chat Mm -hmm. over, you know, the web. And then I would make a phone call, which is like really what I hate to do. That's so funny because you get on these phone trees, right? Yeah. I want that. And uh, Leslie laughs at me because I'm in my office, mm-hmm. right, on the first floor. She's maybe in the kitchen or the family room, and she just hears, operator. Yeah. <laughs> operator. Does that, operator. Does that work? <laughs> Hold on. While well, we put you through to an operator. About time. <laughs> <laughs> I just do that, that last part for just my own entertainment. 
Uh, social media can be a powerful tool tool to resolve consumer problems, but it's far from foolproof. Well, let's dig into this. All right. This segment's called When to Tweet, Post, or Chat. When a company lets us down, most consumers, particularly those 35 and older, turn to the phone. Um, of course, using a phone, there's problems that and frustrations that can occur, like the aforementioned phone tree, an eternity spent on hold, and being ping-ponged from person to person. Yeah. And every time you're bumped from somebody else, 75% of the time it happens, um, that just drops clients mm -hmm. or customer satisfaction. Yep. Um, in the poll by uh, Consumer Reports, an online chat was the second most popular way to reach a company after the phone. Okay. Um, it appears to be a powerful secret weapon when it comes to customer service, many experts and consumers say. Now, this is a quote from Sunil Gupta, who's a co-chair of the Driving Digital Strategy Executive Program at Harvard Business hmm. School. And I feel stupid because he starts with saying, smart consumers. <laughs> <laughs> Not Rick, but smart consumers know that if they contact a computer on Twitter, a company on Twitter or Facebook, they'll get a better response and a faster response than they will if they call customer service. No one else knows when you call a company with a problem. But on social media, a lot of people see the complaint, which is exactly what yep. companies are worried about. It certainly is a way to get a company's attention. Yes. I've seen, I mean, I've seen friends post and tag, you know, Ticketmaster or JetBlue or whatever because they had a an unsatisfactory experience with them. Yeah. Now, I kind of feel like I want to keep my business private. That's how I feel, too. So like, I'm just going to call Sally or yeah. Bill on the other end and I'm going to say, hi, my name is Rick. Uh, my number, my count number is blah, blah, blah. Um, Hey, I'd like to. I got the blue one. I wanted the red one, right. or whatever. Right? Yeah, that would have to be a last resort for me. I feel like I don't want to air my dirty laundry for everybody yeah. to see. I guess I'm old school where I just want someone to pick up the phone. Hi, Mr. Fink. How are you? Great. Would be better if I got the blue one, right. not the red one, or whatever. <laughs> oh, we can ship one out for you. Sorry right. about that. We'll refund your money. Blah blah blah. How'd you like to proceed? Mm -hmm. like, why can't it be that simple? Now I see people that are like taking it to Twitter. Oh, had a great day until yeah. Chipotle screwed up my <laughs> exactly. order. Yes. Like, no one cares. Yeah, you still had a great day. You yeah. still had a great day. <laughs> it almost fosters and encourages, uh, I was going to say complaining, which is what I'm doing on this <laughs> podcast, but I'm doing it. Uh, this is productive complaining. Like, right. we have a problem. Let's try to hash it out. Why are we doing it the way? But yeah, I don't know. Do I get on Facebook? I, I just feel stupid no, using that's... the word Facebook. I mm -hmm. hate Facebook. Oh, I want to get on Facebook and complain about my oil heat company. Right. The delivery was nine. <laughs> they said they'd be here at nine. It's nine ten. <laughs> where are you? It's just, yeah, that that's where it takes it to a sense of like entitlement or come on, like just calm down. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me ask you. Uh, actually, this is this is too. Um, I was going to say, could we turn this into a game? But, mm. but it's like between 1% and 100%. Like, you, you would never know. <laughs> what consumers really want when something goes wrong? You ready? 87% mm -hmm. want to be treated with dignity. Mm -hmm. I'd love to meet the other 13 who don't care about right. that. <laughs> I left my dig dignity in college at that frat party. <laughs> yep, it's gone. 79%. An assurance that my problems won't be repeated. Yeah, that's huge. 
I guess that's what I did when I went to the public library and said, hey, before you give this thing right. out, make sure it has a USB plug, a remote control, mm-hmm. and the instruction booklet. Right. Be helpful. Well, and look at, like, the way I, if a mistake happens at work, mm-hmm. I look at why did that mistake happen and what can I put in place to make sure that doesn't happen again? Like, that's what I think consumers want from companies they do business with an acknowledgement that this was an error on our part. Here's how we're going to rectify it. Here's how we're going to make sure it doesn't happen moving forward. Yeah. That sounds logical, but you and I are pretty logical people. (laughs) This is where I fit in, the 76%. My product repaired or my service fixed. That's why I called. Right. That's all I want. That's Mm -hmm. all I care about. I don't need backstory. I don't need apologies. I don't need... I mean, those are all nice things that you work into a conversation, but I am calling... There should be an acknowledgement that you've been inconvenienced in some way. Yes. But what I... Absolutely want. 1A, fix it, <laughs> right? Um, this one's good. 71% want offending company to be put it's putting itself in my shoes. Uh, come on that's, now. That's entitlement. 71%? Yeah. How about Damn. this one? 68%. An explanation of why the problem occurred. <laughs> Stop looking in the rear view mirror. You're not going to solve the problem. If you're, uh. 64% want a thank you for my business. You got my business. Mm. How about a thank you for that? Sixty <laughs> percent want an apology. Mm-hmm. These are great. Forty-nine percent want to express anger and tell their side of the story. Oh, God, and that's probably what these poor customer service people—they, you know, maybe they don't em- embrace their. <laughs> Their jobs the way they should because they're verbally abused. Mm-hmm. What was that? Forty nine percent of the time. Forty nine. Yeah. Is that crazy? Uh, this one's pretty brazen. Thirty eight percent want compensation for lost time. Oh, go fuck yourself. I mean, Jesus. I, I facetiously <laughs> made the remark right yeah, earlier. Right. Like, hey, the meter's running with the babysitter right, doctor's right, right. office. I'll take it out of your copay. <laughs> of course, you won't do that. No. I, I mean, come on. But some people want that. Mm-hmm. This one's the worst. 19%, almost one in five people, one word, they want revenge. <laughs> what is wrong with people? <laughs> well, we talk about revenge. I have a story of a Walmart mm-hmm. customer service incident, but we'll save that for the kicker, right? Before Perfect. we go out. <laughs> because the other thing, and this is where I think you with your marketing background is going to be able to um, add to this, but paying with our privacy mm-hmm. when technology meets customer service. Companies are digging through your data to decide which agent you should talk to, maybe even how long to put you on hold. Here's what you need to know. So wait, I was on hold for 14 minutes, and that was a strategic decision (laughs) by someone (laughs) in your company? (laughs) This is why people flip out. Like, like, this is sometimes I think, you know, maybe Karen has a point. (laughs) (laughs) Customer lifelong value score. Have you ever heard of this? Um, I'm familiar with the concept, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's a measurement of a customer's potential financial value to a Mm -hmm. company based on data. Sounds like it could be, and I'd like to do a little escapism Mm -hmm. here, and I hate to talk about the stuff that's going on in our society in terms of like race relations and stuff, but this sounds a little racist to me, uh, including purchase and return history, demographics, and perhaps even web browsing history. Mm-hmm. Whoa, web browsing oh, history. Whoa. <laughs> but the demographics is the one that, hmm, what, mm-hmm. do you, what do you mean demographics, right? Like there's there's a part where they actually take into consideration your zip code. Yep. We do that in my company. 
So if you live in a socioeconomically depressed, you know, underdeveloped inner city neighborhood, you are going to be treated differently than someone that lives in a high net worth, It'll affluent, be uh, white marketed suburban. Marketed to differently. Oh, market to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like I drive through some bad spots and it's like liquor stores and pawn shops and pawn shops western we buy Union. gold yeah yeah, yeah. we buy gold uh mm-hmm. cash your checks yeah, here yep 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 and i'm like just as how about if the government care just how about a zoning law none mm-hmm. of that shit can yeah. be here like get it out of here vices you know mm-hmm. anyway likely behavioral pairing a form of matchmaking that uses artificial intelligence to analyze a caller's billing history demographic data and previous interactions with customer service representatives Pair them with the right people. Sounds like it could work, but yeah, are they are they looking at that to drive them to people who would most likely solve their problem, or are they doing that to prioritize who are the most important um, callers to connect with? They both. They, okay. They the increased mm-hmm. profits and decreased cancellations by and large behavior pairings result in consumers spending more, retaining customers longer, and being happier. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, speech analysis. This is where. Oh, and chatbot technology. Those are the other two that were were mentioned in here. That um, we've got robots and artificial intelligence. <laughs> There's a part here where it says, uh, "Okay, chatbot technology, a type of AI that simulates human conversation." Mm-hmm. We've all had these, yep. right? Yep. Here's uh, Consumer Reports take. <laughs> You may not know when you are chatting with a bot rather than a human. Now, remember, your father, mm-hmm. your dad, mm-hmm. and my mother-in-law, probably in their 70s, both yep. of them. Yeah. Yep. So they're in their 70s. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could hoodwink a 70-year-old. Like, yeah. I would love to be in the room when grandpa <laughs> is talking to a robot thinking it's a Why person. do you keep asking me the same question? <laughs> <laughs> operator, operator. So how's your day going? They want to so rude. So short. They don't, not, not very conversational. <laughs> That's great. Okay, do you want to hear this part about this? Just happened. This came out in the news today. Oh, do tell. Because I feel like um, people start flipping out, and mm-hmm. I feel like we've read enough about customer service. And well, the big takeaway is go online. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Uh, everything's leading to social media. Are we that like? One track minded these days. Is I that what so. is that society like? Go to the social media, <laughs> man. You can't just talk to somebody. You can't just pick up a phone. And be like, hey, Bill, I got a, I got I, a problem. It depends. On, so my person, I'm on the phone all day for work, and mm-hmm. so like if I don't have to be on the phone, I yeah. I would prefer not to. Which is why my first you know line of of resolution is to go online chat if I can resolve it that way. Right. Next step would be to pick up that phone. Okay. So. The headline here reads, and this is in Berks County, Pennsylvania. You would think it happened in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Florida, man. (laughs) Man pours bleach, jam, syrup on Walmart floor, blames long line. Walmart employees were, you you want to preface with anything? You you just want me to go? People are assholes. Go ahead. Well, it's Walmart. (laughs) I know. I mean, that's just... The average IQ of a Walmart shopper is probably about 60 points lower than you and me. (laughs) I'm just saying. I said the average. Mm -hmm. So maybe if you go to Walmart, you're on the right side of that bell curve. (laughs) 
Walmart employees were bewildered by a man's actions after he purposely spilled numerous liquids on multiple aisle, aisle floors. Let me just read that all over. <clears throat> Walmart employees were bewildered by a man's actions after he purposely spilled numerous liquids on multiple aisle floors on two separate occasions because of having to, quote, wait in line too long and bad customer service. Police say the first incident took place on January 14 when 46-year-old Leonard Rep purposely poured bleach, motor oil, dish soap, maple syrup, and jelly on multiple aisle floors in a Walmart in Tilden, Pennsylvania. Police say Rep returned to the Walmart on January 20 and poured bleach, pickles, and hot <laughs> sauce on the floors <laughs> of multiple aisles. I'm wondering, like... He seems like so, he's deliberately picking specific things. Yeah, yeah. Where are the pickles? Where are the pickles? Yeah, were those things all right next to each other, or did he have to go down <laughs> multiple aisles to get the exact recipe he's looking yeah, for? Like, like motor oil and pickles usually aren't right next right. to each other. So this guy's like going around. Like, what else would go with that? So wait, right? did he do this on two separate occasions? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he went back for more. I can't believe they let him back in the store. Like yeah. they don't have like a wanted poster up there. Like don't let Leonard in. <laughs> yeah, like like right next to the bad checks. Yes, you know, guy and yeah. the, the deadbeat dad poster yep. and all that stuff, <laughs> which I'm sure you could easily find, find at, at a, a Walmart. Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> After surveillance photos were released, police identified Rep as the suspect and brought him in for questioning. During the interview, authorities say Rep admitted to both incidents, but said he did not think his actions were criminal. In a strange turn of events, however, Rep claimed that his bad experience happened at a Walmart in a different city, but that he had decided to take out his frustrations on the Walmart in Tilden instead. Back to you, Skip. Is he mentally ill? <laughs> Gotta be. Right? Gotta be. Because that's nonsensical, one. <laughs> Two, it is a crime because you essentially, you've vandalized or caused damage to the store you're, I'm, I'm guessing he didn't pay for the products that he smashed <laughs> on the floor. And I did that. Did that make the line go any faster? Yeah, I'm guessing no. Right. Also, jerk. If, if you're not very clear about why you did it, mm -hmm. it's just a big mess. Yeah, right? you look like a jerk. Yeah, he didn't like. He, he wasn't forthcoming as to his uh, mm -hmm. his reasoning, his right. message until right until they put the cuffs on him. Yeah, that's crazy. Ugh. And it's the employees at places like Walmart and Target, they're the ones that left the workforce in droves during COVID and found jobs elsewhere mm -hmm. because they, I mean, I've read art, multiple articles about you know these former Target employees who were like, they were like being verbally abused during COVID because, you know, there were longer wait times. There was less help in the store. There was, and you know, this woman, she left and she ended up getting a job working from home for a law for, firm where she does like kind of client intake info over the phone. Yeah. And she can just do it from her house. And she doesn't have to deal with the public anymore. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Good for her. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is what happens when we treat people poorly. <laughs> Walmart, though, has now, they have like 20 kiosks to self-checkout. Yeah. And like three lanes with actual people working. Mm -hmm. in them. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Nobody, nobody wants to work there. Mm. I don't want to shop there either. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, you know, I understand that I don't know. Walmart is a whole other. Yeah. Those big box. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's another episode for another it's day. It's another episode. <laughs> yeah. But as far as uh, the customer service thing goes, I'm glad that we were able to talk. So let's recap a little bit. Mm -hmm. We had we had some situational things, yep. personal. And uh, we bounced around like what you would do, what I did. I think we came out okay there, right? Yeah. Kind of, kind of level. Like it's okay to stick up for yourself and be Absolutely. like, hey, that's not right. Hold right. up. 
Right. Sometimes you just got to laugh. <laughs> Look what the contractor did. Yeah. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> he screwed me. Very clever. Yes. And then it can go really bad. I mean, you got to watch out for these people out there. I know. You should watch how you talk to people. Yeah. I think just in general, people are very much on edge these days and you don't know what could set someone off. So I try to approach most situations with, with honey instead of vinegar mm-hmm. and see how far that gets me. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, do you want to... I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah. And also, I guess, uh, Scuttlebuds, use your computer more. Go to social media and complain <laughs> about your problems. And also, it does, by the way, help you if you have, if you're like influencer status. Like mm. if you have 500,000 oh, followers yeah. like Kim Kardashian. Yes. Yep. Kim Kardashian recently had complained about, oh, what was it? She, she had complained about something, right? Mm-hmm. And within minutes. Of course. They were on it. Yep. Because she had so many followers. Yeah. You know, if I get up there, they'd be like, ha, look at that guy. <laughs> look at this jerk. Back of the line there, buddy. <laughs> oh, all right. Should I get us out of here? Yeah, go for it. All Let's right. do it. Scuttlebuds, thank you for listening. We so appreciate it. Um, hey, if you have a free few minutes where you're not calling up a customer service line to complain about something, go to Apple Podcasts and please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like what you hear, tell a friend, go to smalltownscuttlebutt.com, send us a note through the grievance line, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear, all that good stuff. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Town Scuttlebutt. Uh, oh, and our new YouTube channel at Small Town Scuttlebutt. There you go. So... Thanks for spending an hour with us, guys. We'll see you next week. Delivering a weekly podcast takes time and money. We make the time, and we need to make the money, too. That's where our sponsors come in. If you like the show, please lend your support to the businesses that support us. Park Street Books, Perez Martial Arts, APC Pest and Termite Control, Mario's Lawn Care, Royal Pizza, Smear Campaign, Larkin's Wine and Spirits, and Mike Page Studios.